0: Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast that covers everything great happening in this little corner of the world here in Northwest Arkansas. Today, I am with Beth Bobbitt, the PR director at Crystal Bridges. That is right. I actually broke in to the museum this morning. <laughs> and uh, the before I got ushered out, I convinced somebody to talk with me for a few minutes and and uh Beth was the, the one that uh, raised her hand and said she would agree to meet with me, so Beth, I really appreciate that glad so, you're here yeah absolutely so listen i uh first of all I, I think part of the reason why I wanted to come here was because i i wa- I really wanted to learn a little bit about crystal bridges and and you've you've had some history here you've been here for over five years, and you know tell me in, in your own words, um, describe crystal bridges, what is crystal bridges?
1: So when Crystal Bridges opened, we were the newest American art museum to open you know, in a generation. Okay. So the way I think about this museum as a place of convergence where people are coming to learn about history, to learn about art, to engage in programs. Um, so we always want to be new and dynamic and responsive to change. Uh, so I think Crystal Bridges sort of embodies the American spirit in that way. Um, So always growing, always willing to fail in some ways, Mm -hmm. trying new things. And that's part of the flexibility of being such a new museum where there's not these traditional kind of confines. Um, So we're able to break some stereotypes and um, change up the narrative a little bit in our galleries, but also in the programming, and what we're doing in the community.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, it. it is, uh, this is the eighth year that we're in right yes. now, right? Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, the the, the museum started on 11-11-11, which Correct. I thought was interesting. Was there some significance to that date?
1: Well, you know, it was Veterans Day. Okay. Um, so, you know, a very American and kind of a good way to honor sort of the history of America, but also... Um, you know, just timely in that we wanted to get the museum opened as soon as possible, and we wanted to make it memorable, and so it's a fun day to sort of look back and celebrate, too. And ironically, um, our, our um, museum restaurant is named Eleven, and so that <laughs> sort of plays on this idea of that being a special number for us.
0: Yeah, and I will say the food is actually pretty good. It's great. So, yeah, if I've you been- like
1: I- High South cuisine is yeah. what you're known for. So.
0: Yeah, no, it, it actually is. I've told several people that, you know, save your appetite for when you go and, you know, have a glass of wine, enjoy a meal. I mean, that's that's kind of cool. Not every restaurant, uh, every museum has a restaurant that is, uh, is of that level of quality.
1: True, so, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And it's kind of in response to what's happening, you know, in, in the area. Um, the High South cuisine was a movement that several museums in northwest arkansas are part of and so it's it's been really fun to see that evolve and change and actually we just reopened 11 we did some renovations to the design changed up the menus we have a new brunch offering i've heard Um, about
0: that i heard that's really good yeah so you have to come back when is the brunch available sunday okay so sunday's the day only. okay
1: Lunch and dinner the rest of the, the week.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, we'll we'll certainly put that that information in our show notes. So so let's let's get back to the history of, yeah. of why this museum came about in the first place. Sure. Um, and I know I know there is a woman named Alice that's yes. involved in this, and I think maybe the last name might be Walton, <laughs> and she may have right. some relationship with Sam Walton of right, Walmart right. fame. But um, and I'm, I'm not making light of that, of course. I mean, it's just the idea that. You know, uh, kind of being funny about it. But the bottom line is that that Sam and his children have put so much back into yeah. this community. Yeah. And, um, and and one thing is Crystal Bridges. Right. So, so
1: Alice Walton was the visionary. Yeah. Um, she is still our board chair and very much involved in, you know, things like acquisitions and major exhibitions. Um, but sh- her goal was really twofold. So she grew up here in Bentonville and loved it, and really wanted to share this community, with others—the setting, the Ozark Hills, the you know, beautiful landscape—and so, um, inviting people like you that are you know transplants or had never even heard of this pocket of um, the country to come here and experience it, but also provide access to art to the, lo- the local community, and not just art, but the best collection of american art in the world and we truly believe that that lives here and you know art has the power to transform lives and she knew that and she wanted that uh, to resonate with the the community and and we've seen that you know with 4.2 million people experiencing wow. crystal bridges since we opened it's incredible if you think about you know the population of Bentonville of forty five thousand people. Right. So we're seeing five hundred to six hundred thousand people come through the doors every day, and, and that's, that's
0: amazing. Yeah, that, that is amazing. So were, were the were those numbers? Um, uh, estimated did you even did when you guys started this museum did you even think you would have that kind of impact
1: it's funny because we didn't really have a baseline you know like i said we were a brand new museum opened in the middle of the country there was nothing like it around us right so we thought maybe two hundred fifty thousand a year and so we essentially doubled the the goal what we thought we would see and yeah um you know certainly put to bed any kind of skeptics or critical (laughs) voice about um, art being hidden away and, you know, this... This area, so we're thrilled with the results and the response.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. So, now I know just a little bit about uh, the design of the building. I believe Moshe Softy, the great architect, uh, was responsible for designing the building itself. Um, I think Marlon Blackwell, who is another um, highly thought of local architect, uh, was responsible for doing the gift shop, which is really cool. And there's a huge spider out in front of it, right? That that scares my kids to death when they come. Oh man it's, a, it's right at the entrance, and the entrance basically it's, it's as if a spider's about to lay its eggs on you. When right: you walk in, so. Yes,
1: Moshe probably did not envision that when he was <laughs> designing the museum, but it works perfectly in our courtyard space. And, yeah um, Yes, to your point, architecture is a huge focus for us, and if you think about the mission of Crystal Bridges really being this place that marries art and nature, architecture. You know, is central to that idea in that um, you know, there's a lot of glass, a lot of windows, yeah. natural light. We are constantly reminded where we are in this Ozark setting and that right. was by design. Yeah. Um, if you go through the galleries, you know, you'll have these sort of places of respite where um, it's meant to be like a palate cleanser you know, to again kind of have a break from the art and soak it all in and enjoy the setting.
0: Yeah. It's it is it is amazing and I've been to some I've been to a lot of... I've been very fortunate uh, and blessed to have visited quite a few museums around the world, including the Prado and the Louvre. And I got to say that that Crystal Bridges is right up there with the best of them. And again, like you said, this natural setting really sets it off. Right. And people come here actually and just walk around the the grounds. Is that correct? I mean... Sure. yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's a good point. I mean, this is... Architecture is an access point. You know, we also happen to have a Frank Lloyd Wright house on our grounds. Right, right. There's that. Yeah, you stole so... my thunder. I was
0: actually going to ask you about that, but that's okay. He's my favorite architect in the whole world, but uh, it's yeah. pretty amazing. He is pretty amazing. And, and that so house... people come
1: there, you know, just for that. Yeah. And then um, while they're here, of course, they enjoy the galleries and um, maybe realize that they love art too, as we see them sort of in a marriage together, art and architecture really complement each other in that way, but... Yeah, yeah, just as nature is an access point. So a lot of people come here just to walk the trails. And then, of course, they... Encounter these world famous sculptures, you know, along the way, and are enticed to come in and see more.
0: Yeah, and, and there actually, this is home to some very iconic images as well, including Rosie the Riveter, right? Uh, which you know, a lot of us know that iconic picture of the 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 of Rosie, who was a riveter, who uh, basically exemplified women in the workplace, especially during um, the. During World War II, right. and the, the power that that image conveyed—that women can do things too, just as well as men can, right. Uh, so that is—I uh, believe—that's a Norman Rockwell painting, correct? Yeah, yes, and so, it's
1: actually in yeah. our "Men of Steel, Women of Wonder" exhibition.
0: That's the new—that's the new exhibit right. that's here through April. Right, through yeah, April. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, th- so so tell me—I mean, th- that's one exhibit, but can you can you can you speak to how you guys have chosen the exhibits to come through these doors? Is it just been an organic process or something that you guys have just, it, I mean, how, do, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So to back up, we have a collection of about 2,500 works. Um, so at any given time, there are probably 500 works on view. So mm-hmm. we have a permanent collection, right. um, which, by the way, is always free to the public uh, to experience. And then we have temporary exhibitions that sort of rotate in and out. And those are usually three a year. So we'll have three major shows a year Mm -hmm. and then kind of some smaller focus shows throughout. But um, those exhibitions, it has been a bit of an evolution. You know, we've... um, In the early days of Crystal Bridges, we had a focus more on early America. Um, So some of the exhibitions sort of reflected that in the, the, um, the collection. And as we've grown, we've had an increased focus on contemporary art both Mm -hmm. as you know in what we acquire and also what we're presenting exhibition wise so in the last few years i believe 2014 was the first year that we organized our own exhibition it was called state of the art okay um and that was pretty revolutionary in the way that we organized it because we had our curators go out into communities all over the country. so from New York to Tempe, Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, they were diving in and looking at studios and um, introducing artists that had never, you know kind of been introduced before. And so from there, it just took off, and we started organizing more shows um, to really kind of fill that void of contemporary artists, you know, bringing their voice to the forefront. And um, it's pretty powerful, you know, to be able to be a part of these exhibitions that are talking about culture and social issues that are happening right now. And so um, we've continued to do that through, you know, a Native American art show that we had just before this current exhibition.
0: Um,
1: We also had, you know, an art exhibition about black power through the 80s and 90s. Um, So we're starting to really think about how... We can be more inclusive in both, you know, the programs and our galleries, and also in the exhibitions and um, the policies and everything that we do. It's sort of embedded in this mission of welcoming all.
0: Yeah, and I think it's even in. Um it's a perfect example of the culture internally of the people that work here. I, I learned about your idea program and, right. and a lot of other things that you guys are doing to really push diversity issues to the forefront of how not not only what you represent to the public, but how you operate as an organization, which sure. I think is very powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. And our um, executive director, Rod Bigelow, added You know to his title diversity and inclusion officer a couple years ago really you know as a statement that we are committed as an organization to making this a part of our fabric and everything we do from the programs we have access and inclusion programs um and you know this isn't just about you know race or ethnicity this is also about abilities languages and you can see that reflected in the galleries, too. You know, we, We've tried to um, create bilingual labels in yep. our early American galleries. Um, so we're, we're experimenting right now and trying new things and seeing what works. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I was actually here a couple of months ago because I know you do a number of talk series where you bring individuals in, lecturers that will come in and, and speak about different right. issues. Mm-hmm. And I was really blown away by that event. It was a Friday night. The house was packed. And I, you know, the guest that came in and spoke was, um, I mean, he really moved me and, uh, I, you know, I know you do a lot of those programs. Is that a regular thing that happens here?
1: Yeah, we have a distinguished speaker series. Okay. Um, Every year? Yeah, every year, roughly six speakers. Okay. And we do choose, you know, topics and speakers that are relevant to, you know, today's social or cultural issues. And so someone like a Brian Stevenson that, um, you know, he's doing great things across the world, really. And just to be able to bring someone like that here. Yeah. Um, Is pretty powerful.
0: When I told my mother who I went to go here, uh, because she had she had known she had heard she knew he was obviously and read his book, and um, he's part of the um, I think it's the Justice Project, project. Mm -hmm. and um, he opened up the uh, a a new uh, civil rights museum in um, Montgomery, Alabama, and so and I hopefully hope. Hope to visit it this summer, but regardless, when I told her that he was here speaking, she was like, "He came to Arkansas," and I'm like, "Yes, ma, we have (laughs) we have people in Arkansas that come here that or at least want to come here to speak about issues that matter to the world." And so um, I just thought that was kind of funny, but it 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 speaks volumes to what Crystal Bridges is trying to do by bringing such a diverse palette of individuals to this area. Right. And I think it just expands our ability as individuals in Northwest Arkansas to better understand each other. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. So
1: yeah, we're really proud of that series and it will continue. So we've, we have two more, uh, this spring, Lori Anderson, who is an artist that's in the current exhibition. Okay. Um, and then Vanessa German will come in April and she's amazing. She just won the Don Tyson prize. And is doing great things in her community in Pittsburgh. And uh, so we're excited to to continue that series.
0: Good, good, good. So, uh, you know, another thing that I read about, which I was really blown away by, is that every year you guys bring in almost 45,000 students, and I'm talking K Mm -hmm. through 12, to come here on quote unquote field trips where they're able to kind of take all of this in. And this is something that's actually underwritten by Crystal Bridges. So you, You take the onus off of the school system of saying, hey, we don't necessarily have the funding for this, and that Crystal Bridges is like, listen, we'll pick up the tab. You just bring your students, and we want them to experience what we have here.
1: Right, yes, Uh, thanks to the Pat and Willard Walker Foundation who sponsor it. It's it's pretty incredible. I mean, Crystal Bridges is free, but it costs a lot of money to bus the kids over here, to pay for lunches, to pay for substitutes, and um, so we're happy that we get to be a part of that field trip experience. And so there's all different kinds of field trips mm-hmm. and um, tours that you can go on. Some are connected to the exhibition. Some are connected to the permanent collection. Some are outdoors, you know, so inviting students to be a part of that. And it's the impact is really incredible. We actually a couple years ago, uh, worked with the University of Arkansas to commission a study, and so they were measuring the impact of one school field trip visit on a student versus mm-hmm. not having that field trip. Um, and they saw things like, you know, empathy, greater empathy, um, mm-hmm. better memory, you know. Um, so the impact was huge, and it was actually more significant in some of these rural Areas or uh, minority students is
0: that study available online? Yes, it okay. is. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to make sure I get that uh, on the on the uh, show notes as well and, and link to the, the Crystal Bridges website so people can learn about that because I think that that speaks volumes. And I remember as a kid growing up uh, in northern New Jersey and taking several trips to the natu- uh, Natural Museum of History and uh, to the um, What was the other big museum that we went to? The Guggenheim. Mm. And of course, uh, visiting the World Trade Center and when it was still up in mm-hmm. um, the Empire State Building, and I just remember the impact that, that made on me, and all the sacrifices that were made to be able to make those trips happen, right. uh, and the simple fact that you guys are doing that here and making it available. And is it available to any school? Yes, in Arkansas or even even neighboring Anywhere. states. Yeah, Anywhere, yeah. We've had okay.
1: we've had groups come from as far as San Antonio, Texas. Really? So yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, so you guys are practicing what you preach. Yeah. Okay. I I would
1: say that that, yeah, is really important to to walk the walk.
0: Yeah, and I I think that just falls in line with the fact that art should be accessible to the widest audience possible. Right. Right? I mean, that's really what it's all about. Right. Um, just being able to see what you can see here at this particular museum, and you know, I was blown away by you know the imp- the, the level of uh, or the number of impressionist pieces that I saw here. Um, you actually have uh, some of my uh, my favorite artist's um, uh, work. Her work is here. I believe you even have a Rothko here. If Who I'm not mistaken. Who is your favorite artist? And her original, mu- Georgia O'Keeffe. Oh, I don't yes. know why I was just drawing a blank, but you have Georgia O'Keeffe. Uh, you have yes. some of her works here. And um, I just, uh, you know, when I saw that originally, and I told my wife, she was like, oh, well, see, they've got your girl here. So right. I said that that definitely makes it worthwhile. And her, her museum actually is in... Um, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and it's absolutely stunning and, and of course she's her work is in um the the uh, the Museum of Modern Art in Washington D.C. and right. other places but you know to see some of her original works here in Crystal Bridges is kind of cool.
1: It so, is incredible. And yeah. we actually had a show last year with Georgia O'Keeffe and some contemporary artists that's now traveling. So it's in, I believe, North Carolina right now. Okay, okay. So that's another example of you know ways that we're really contributing to this field of American art and kind right. of putting it out there, not only for our community, but beyond.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, are there, is, is there a Jackson Pollock here? Yes. Okay. Yes, we All have right. a
1: few Jackson Pollocks. Yep. All right.
0: I guess I could probably run off a name of a bunch of really great artists, <laughs> uh, American artists for that matter, that uh, would have... Um, would have uh, representation here, at Crystal Bridges. The bottom line is that um, you have not spared any expense to put this information in, and to put these art this, these pieces of art out there.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it was really important. You know, when we opened, to have some significant names that people recognize. You know, sort of to build that credibility. And now that we're established, and you know, we've been open almost seven and a half years. Yeah. Um, we really are focused on diversifying the collection a bit more and sort of going back and filling in the gaps and, you know, kind of challenging that traditional narrative. And um, so we have been acquiring more works by, um, you know, women or Mm African-American artists, uh, contemporary Native American artists um, to help, you know, tell a more inclusive and and provide more perspectives to the American story. Okay. important
0: well good and then just to kind of piggyback on that and in terms of the way that you're telling those stories you actually have a podcast for yes. crystal bridges yes
1: museum way museum way
0: right i've listened to a couple of episodes it's really a good podcast thank you and then on top of that you have an app that people can use when they visit the museum can All you talk right. a little bit about that yeah
1: so we have a couple different apps we have one that you can use um inside the museum and audio guides um, around our permanent collection. And then we have one called CB Outdoors, Mm -hmm. which is really incredible. We've recently updated, um, and it's got some features now that will ping you if you're close to a plant or a work to learn more about it. Um, So that's been really popular, and um, we'll continue to develop those kind of tools. We actually have some virtual reality um, offerings now with the museum, and oh, okay. um, putting some of that material out to schools or different places. You right. know, again, to provide that access, even if you're not able to be here on site. Okay, cool.
0: Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I I definitely um, have taken advantage of the app. And I listened to several of the podcast episodes. And again, we'll, we'll link to that in our show notes, because there's, I mean, there's just a rich amount of information that's available. So no shortage uh, of content. Yeah, exactly. So, so tell me, I I know that, um, that you guys are working on something new and special, and, and I, I would love to learn a little bit more about the momentary that's coming yes. um, because I actually talked about it in the, another podcast episode that I had with a local entrepreneur that actually has a shop directly across the street from where this is being built. But right. could you just kind of speak to the connection between Crystal Bridges and the sure. momentary?
1: Yes. So the momentary is an adaptive reuse project. Okay. The construction's underway. Um, we are changing this craft food plant into a multidisciplined arts venue. There will be a focus on contemporary art, whereas Crystal Bridges is early American to you know modern times. This will solely be contemporary art, so there'll be more of a focus on, you know, artist in residence programs. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing the art to the community so that people can see it and experience it while it's being made. Right. Whereas here you see it kind of in its final format. Yeah. Um, so we really see it as a complement to crystal bridges. It is located about a mile and a half up from the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, we're set to open in early 2020. Okay, uh, we do envision lots of performances and concerts and a culinary component. There's, you know, proximity to the Eighth Street Market, right? So we'll work with Brightwater um, to bring in perhaps some culinary artists. Uh, so it's really exciting to think about that and how, you know, it will complement the offerings that we have here.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's really great. I. Um I, I can't. I saw some renderings and some pictures of what it's going to look yeah. like and I think it's going to be really exciting for the area. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
1: and we do envision it being kind of this community living room type format where people, you know, can feel free to sort of wander in and out and um, perhaps work there, you know, so we'll have a little uh, place for a cafe um, and you'll be amongst the art and right. that's a little bit different than Crystal Bridges. We have some public art, you know, um, in some of our public spaces and on the trails, but you'll really feel like you're a you're part of the art of it, at yeah. the momentary.
0: Okay. Well, that's exciting. Well, man, you guys have so much on your so plate. Much happening. As, as, you know, as the PR director, I mean, what, what is the, your biggest challenge here?
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, it's managing the volume, I think, and, and that in terms of all the exciting projects we have and yeah. also the interest. So, really, you know, a good problem to have. Absolutely. I, I would think. Absolutely. But, um yeah, no no shortage of, of things to do and and happenings
0: well that's awesome well good I, I really appreciate that so uh, you told me before we started the podcast that you're you're you are a native uh, Arkansan yes uh, and uh, I, I would love to, uh, because part of the reason why we do this this podcast the you know I am Northwest Arkansas podcast is to to let people know give them a glimpse of, of what is here in Northwest Arkansas everything from business yeah. um, culture entrepreneurship and life here in Northwest Arkansas, but we certainly want to know all of the little things that make this place special. But from mm. your perspective, what are what are some of your favorite things to do here in Northwest Arkansas?
1: So I would, you know, speak mostly about the cultural amenities because that's sort of my passion <laughs> right, and, and right, where right, I live. Right. Um so to have, you know, something like Theater Squared, okay. uh, the Amazium, right. the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, all of these, you know, arts and culture institutions sort of um, that surround each other and work together very closely, I think yeah. is, is quite amazing. So I'm I'm happy to be a part of that professionally, but also... You know, enjoy those offerings personally, too.
0: Okay, cool. Well, besides 11, what is your fa- where <laughs> is your favorite place to eat here in Northwest oh, Arkansas?
1: On the spot. Um, we, my husband and three-year-old, love to go to the 8th Street Market. Okay, So okay. we love Yayos. Okay. We love the chocolate place. Okay. Um, and, you know, just hanging out, just being able to go to the World Market. Or, right. Or uh, grab a beer at the bike rack. Right, right. Um, that's sort of a one-stop shop for us. So we, we love that that's, you know, right next door and available.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Well, that I mean, I, that certainly kind of captures the essence of, of of what Northwest Arkansas is all about. Is there anything that you would tell somebody that wasn't from here that was either considering moving here or was considering visiting? What would be the one thing you'd say to them? that they wouldn't, that, that would help them to kind of say, you know what, maybe I need to take a closer look at this place.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I would probably tell them my story, you know, about growing up here and and the growth and the change that I've seen and the opportunity. Yeah. We talked about, you know, this just being a moment where the community is really excited and engaged and kind of this rising tides lifts all ships Ships, mentality. Um, so be open to it and, you know, hopefully you'll be surprised.
0: Yeah, I got to say, and, and I told you earlier, um, I, if, if I, if anyone 10 years ago had said I'd be living in Northwest Arkansas or Arkansas period, I would have said you're crazy, but here I am. Right. And, you know, I honestly legitimately enjoy this area. I love this neck of the woods. Um, this is just a piece A little slice of heaven in my book, and it's a fast growing area. I mean, there's so many things happening. I mean, Crystal Bridges to me is just the tip of the iceberg, and it's a great representation of what Northwest Arkansas is all about, but there is still a lot more. Agreed. Um, Yeah, and I I hope to be able to cover some of that on this podcast uh, in the future. But um, again, folks, we really appreciate you listening and checking out this episode and uh, just kind of sitting in with Beth and I as we talked a little bit about Crystal Bridges and, and what it represents to this area. If you are ever in Bentonville, Arkansas, if you're in Northwest Arkansas, you have to make a trip to Crystal Bridges to come visit. Even for a day, a half a day, they've got the 11 restaurants so you can eat to your heart's content. You can enjoy a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and take in the nature of of Crystal Bridges and the whole environment here, take in some of the great artwork. If nothing else, just come check out Rosie the Riveter and go from there. <laughs> right. But I mean, and there's some, I mean, they have a Warhol here. They've got a lot of artwork that's that that's under this roof here at Crystal Bridges that's certainly worth viewing. And so with that said, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Again, Beth, I really appreciate you coming out and, and uh, spending some time with us. Yes. And uh, thank you for having me here even on a day when the the museum isn't even open. So I kind of feel privileged to have been (laughs) here today. Yeah, it is a special day. But thank you so much. And and I look forward to uh, sitting down with you again in the future because I I suspect that there's still more to talk about with regard to Crystal Bridges and we'll have to figure something out.
1: That sounds great. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much.